Visit Arizona. Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Pittsburgh. Tied for third on the NHL's all-time wins list at 489. He's tied with Roberto Luongo, who never won a thing. A lot of sports records now belong to guys who weren't that good but stuck around a long time because the money's good and their sport is overexpanded and diluted. Let's face it, every single big league sport is overexpanded and diluted. Flurry's not in that category. Yeah, he's stuck around a while, but he's got three cups and he's been in two more finals. He's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Flurry isn't going to catch Bredore, the all-time leader in wins, at 691. He might catch Wah at 551. I don't put Mark quite in a class with those two, so the deceit of longevity is part of his numbers to some degree. But you look at Ryan Miller, who is retiring. People think he's great. He's not great. He's not a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure he's better than above average. He might make the Hall of Very Good, which is what Halls of Fame are now. Ryan Miller is just another guy who never won. He only made the playoffs, check this out, only made the playoffs seven times in 18 years. Flurry has made it 15 times in 17 years and has three rings. Two more finals, there's just no comparison there. Ryan Miller is going to be another guy who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but will be. Which is why Halls of Fame are useless. MVPs are useless. Anything voted on is useless. Ryan Miller, you're mediocre. Halls of Fame, you suck. And guess what? Both of you. You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing needs. I almost forgot we had the Hockey Night Show tonight. New sponsor, too. Get go. I love it. Penguins and Flyers tonight at, I always want to say the Spectrum in Philadelphia. I'm glad it's not the Spectrum. Flyers out of the playoff hunt, so hopefully they roll over and die, and the Penguins could win out and finish first in the East. Uh, getting back to the list, this ain't the first time Halls of Fame made the list. Ryan Miller played for Anaheim against L.A. yesterday, and all the Kings congratulated him after. Ryan Miller is just some okay goalie. He has the most wins for an American goalie, but any time you subdivide like that to create milestones, well, that's exactly what you're doing. You're subdividing to create milestones. 
Evgeny Malkin back, is he going to buy into the system? Is he going to help the power play at that left half wall? And by the way, I can live with that compromise. I, I think there's still some folly to taking the guy who leads your team in power play goals off the first power play. But the reason the power play had done so much better was because of Sid on the right half wall being a true reset point in a quarterback. So, uh, And by the way, one thing about Sid, here's what kind of a team guy Sid is. Sid wants to play the right half wall, always has. But he played down low to accommodate Geno. You know how many points that cost Sid over his career probably? Probably over 100 points. Over 100 points. You know why? The puck always moves through the half walls and up top. So whenever a goal scored, it's very likely that the half walls or up top, the two of those three, will get the assists. Sid accommodating Geno probably added 100 points on the Geno stats and took 100 away from Sid. I'm not complaining. That's just Sid. I just want you to realize. Let's go to Eric in Toledo. Eric, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Afternoon. I, I've been listening for a few days, and I kind of share your sentiment um, regarding Malkin wanting to play his way. Um, and this might sound like a silly question based on his history and pedigree, but him coming back right now, does he actually make this a better team overall? Oh, of course he does. Okay. He's a, he's a great who, who player. He was on fire before he got hurt. I think five on five, if he you know buttons up a little bit, just a little bit. Just let me. If Gino can just keep from taking unnecessary chances with the puck in the neutral zone, everything else I could live with. But sometimes Who's he makes out? that big turnover in a bad situation because he doesn't manage score situation. He doesn't weigh risk versus reward with the puck. If he does better with the puck, everything else will be all good. Who's he? Repl- Who's coming out of the lineup? I'm curious. Have you heard? Well, don't forget we've had a bunch of. Uh, people hurt. I mean, uh, Tandem's not back yet, so it, it'd just right. be like uh, uh, Colton Sefior, I guess, somebody I like that. It. So I'm not too concerned about that. I want everybody to have a good evening. I'm not too worried about who Gino replaces. One thing I am certain about is that Gino will be better than whoever comes out of the lineup to make room. Yeah, there. Thanks. Have a good evening, Mike. Thank you. And you tried to hang up a bunch of times and never quite managed to do it till the very end. Had lunch with Dave Hansen today of the Hansen Brothers. That was great. A lot of fun. Dave's a good man, a good friend. Uh, I talked about how Liverpool got their game postponed because of a fan protest by Man United supporters at Old Trafford. What else kind of weird happened over the weekend? I really missed watching the game yesterday. That really put a hole in the day. In fact, my show today, my entire show got prepared during the time when I would have been watching Liverpool United because I was bored and just had to do something. Like, on Monday morning, I normally prepare this show, write a blog, and write a column for the Trib. All done yesterday. I got up, I slept in this morning, which I almost never get the opportunity to do. All righty, then, 412-333-WXDX. It's now time to ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. I said before that we were making too big a fuss over the punter. What's his name? Harvin something? I mean, why do I care? He's the last round pick and he's only the punter. Why do I have to get his name right? But he'll make the team and he's a good punter. He won the Ray Guy Award. And uh, if you use a draft pick on him, he better be good. 
But, uh, you know, we're acting like this guy's a hero because he's a big fatso of a punter. He's just a punter. Let's hope he comes in and punts okay. And then you know what we can call him? A punter who came in and punted okay, which should be better than what they've had, admittedly. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. This is the Mark Madjo. It's time to call right now and ask Mark anything. And then after that, the Hockey Night Show here on the Home of the Penguins 105.9. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double S, big fan, man. Thanks. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I would. I'd be delicious. Ditto. VX at 105.9. I'm going to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by... Fox Bet, make the call and download the app today. Let's go to Zimmy in Scottsdale. Zimmy, you're on Double M. Mark, have you seen Ric Flair's new TV commercials? Yeah, for Car Shield. Yes. Are they epic or what? They are delightful. I mean, the nature is the nature. Age doesn't yeah. matter. Who he's speaking on behalf of doesn't matter. I'm not even sure what Car Shield's for, and I intend to patronize them. <laughs> Excellent. What is it for? Do you know? Yeah, it's Car Shield. I know what it is. What's it for? What's it do? Oh, it's a car warranty. It's extended uh, warranty on your car. I think they called my house just the other day. They do that. I'm going to call Nate. I'm going to go right through Nate. Nate is my Walk guy when it comes to Car Shield. Let's go to. David in the car. David, you're on with Double M. Yo, Double M. What would you rather have? A stripper, a hooker, or a girlfriend? And why? Uh, At this point in my life, I'd rather have really good good cable TV. You know, I lost a lot of my stations, and people talk about cutting the cord. I'm thinking of paying more money to get all the stations back. I lost, like, I lost stars, I think. I think I lost a few of the cable movie channels. It's only money at this point. I could never spend it all. You know what I am thinking of doing, though? I'm thinking of doing Cameo. Should I do Cameo? I'm going to charge a ton for it, and I'll probably give the money to charity. Probably. I might keep it. I'm greedy. Let's go to Bailey in Castle Shannon. Bailey, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mr. Madden. I said good day. Hey, I was wondering if when you signed your new uh, ironclad contract, were there any discussions about taking the show to more of a general talk show like you mentioned? Oh, I can do whatever I want on my show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and and once, and like, it'll be different this year because, you know, the hockey playoffs are starting so late. But in the future, in the time between the hockey, the Penguins playoffs and Steeler camp, I will do a lot more general talk, yes. I love it. Some of my favorite days of the show were when all sports were canceled in the beginning of the pandemic. I, you killed Bruh, it. I, I appreciate your praise. You have no idea how hard that was. I know. I know it was rough on you. I know you hated it, too. But it, well, I mean, I, I don't know it. if it was you know, going to put me six feet under, but I, I, 
And I didn't hate it. It was challenging, but it burnt me out. And I still feel yeah, the effects I, of that today. But I got a lot of vacation okay, hey, one, coming up. A lot of vacation. In fact, I got to turn one some more days quick in. thing, if I may. Pardon me? One more quick thing. If Real I may. quick. Where, where are you catching the game tonight? I don't know yet. Probably home. Okay. Don't, don't stalk me. Sometimes I go to Archie's on the south side. Sometimes Chupka's. But I think I'm going home tonight. Think so. Yeah, where am I going? I, I, I scheduled that cruise, the, the, the Rock Legends cruise. That's next February. I think I'm going to Dallas to see Leonard Skinner twice in June. I haven't scheduled that yet, though. I haven't bought the tickets. I'm going to see Rod Stewart in Atlantic City in August. I'm going to go to Vegas sometime in July, for sure. I'm not sure when or for what. Either for Bill Burr or for Ultimate Fight with Conor McGregor. I'd have to spend a ton of money to go to UFC, but I've never done it. I want to do things I've never done while I still can... You know, walk up a flight of steps. Going to go to Conneaut Lake, too. Memorial Day weekend. Let's go to Jonathan in Sarver. Jonathan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Big fan. Yep. Uh, uh, So as a former Pirate fan, uh, who should I support now? Uh, Liverpool. (laughs) Within baseball, obviously. No, I I just... Nobody. I mean... You know, if you go for the money team, I, I, the San Diego Padres kind of intrigued me, and you could turn on the Pirates starting tonight. Fantastic. There you go. Let's go Padres. Let's go to uh, Steve in Washington. Steve, you're on with Double M. Hey, uh, Double M, uh, Super G. Super yeah. G, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, did you get a chance to play the ponies at all this weekend? Yeah. The Derby? Yeah. You mentioned Liverpool. Do you ever watch Gangs of London? What do you, What do you mean? What are you talking about? The TV show. They got. They had a watchathon this weekend. No, I don't. They watch. got a show. I have no idea what you're talking about. Goodbye. Yeah, I did bet on the Derby. Thanks, Edzo. Uh, let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, you're on with the. Oh wait, no, forget about Mark. Let's go. Yeah, hang up on Mark. We don't need Mark. Let's welcome now the former star quarterback for Adams College. He is Stan the Man Gable, Stan Gravitas. Latin Gravitas. Uh, because the Flyers stink, is it wrong for me to feel like because they're less relevant that they're less hateable? No. I don't hate them like I used to hate them. I do. Is there a problem with that? No. But, well, but there's not, no problem, but you should hate them. They're not relevant. It should be a constant I hate. Know I, I understand that, but I don't. I could hate Washington. I I cannot hate something that's like a non-entity. The Flyers stink. I, I mean, I don't know who they they have. Drew's still there. They don't even have a lot of the guys. Did you see what their chairman mm-hmm. said today? No. Their chairman said that he doesn't think they have to blow up the roster. If any roster needs blown up, it's theirs. Well, look, if you can't make the playoffs, you're a bad outfit. That's my point. The and not only that, Stan, they were supposed to be legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. I even thought they were. But but it turned out that Ron Hextall was right when he was GM there. They brought Carter Hart along too quick, and now he's paying the price for that with inconsistency. Not just inconsistency. There was about a month when he might have been the worst goalie in hockey history. That's that's a strong statement. There's no chance that Gino is going to acquiesce to whatever because – that's just not who he is, by the way. 
Uh, Stan, and I'm okay with that. I, I agree. I'm not okay with it. If, if Well, I'm okay with it if it works. I'm okay with anything well, if it a, works. Well, you got to be okay with it because you have no option because he's <laughs> going to play, and that's it. I know. Right? I know. Well, put it this way. Who, who said on this radio show that he'd be right back on the first power play his first night back in uniform? I think I said that. That's your cue. Gravitas. Let's go to Jeff and Point Breeze. Jeff, you're on with Double M. Hey, I was just wondering what you made of all the energy going into preventing transgender girls from playing sports, especially in high school and grade school. I didn't know that that effort was being made in high school and grade school. Oh, well, there's legislation in the Pennsylvania State House right now that's been introduced about that. I, I don't believe, I believe that you should compete in whatever sport is dictated, in what, you should compete in whatever sex is dictated by what you are at birth. Hmm. I don't. I don't think it's fair for uh, women, for girls who were born girls, to compete against uh, you know transgenders who were who were born men. And I support people living any way they want, any way they want. I support it. I love it. I'd fight for it. But this is different. This is about the fairness of competition. And to have somebody born as a man competing against girls in say track is not fair. Hmm. All right. You don't agree? Uh, no, I don't. I think the scientific distinction between like biological boys and biological girls isn't as cut and dried as that makes. You, not you're just talking stupid now. Seriously, All right. if you don't think in grade school, you might have a point. In grade school, you might have a point. But once children hit puberty, if you don't think there's a difference in strength and size and speed between those who were born biologically boys and born biologically girls, you're absolutely insane. But I also think that the difference between, like, an average boy athlete and, say, like, a LeBron James. Listen, okay, let's bring, bro, goodbye. You brought LeBron James into this conversation. LeBron friggin' James. It's not fair, period. It's not biologically fair. Oh, we're out of time. So let's go to the Hockey Night Show. It's up next. Who's on? Metzer. Metzer, Metzer, Metzer. 105.9. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, hey. It was good on, Mark. Hi. Super genius. It's a good buddy. That's shit, bro. That's your BMW. Woo! The X at 105.9. It's time now for the Hockey Night Show brought to us by Gitgo. A pleasure to have Gitgo on board. I'm fired up about Gitgo. Joining me now from the Penguins Radio Network, he is Brian Metzer. Metz, Gino's back in the lineup tonight. What are your expectations in terms of how well he plays? and how he plays. Well, I'm hoping he can pick up a little bit where he left off, Mads, when he when he went out of the lineup. It's it's worth noting that since March 1st, even though he's only played nine games since then, he's still the ninth leading scorer on the team over that period of time. That tells you how good he was playing in that stretch just ahead of going out. And I hope that he can get his legs back under him quickly, do the things that everyone else has been doing to play the system a little bit more in his absence. If he can do that, which is a big if, I think he will fit in nicely and give the Penguins this really in, in, impressive depth down the middle. I mean, Sid, Gino, Carter, Bluger, that, that's a, one of the best sets of centers in the entire National Hockey League, and I hope it can play up to expectations. Do you think he'll buy into the systemic play the Penguins have benefited by recently? Uh, that's Again, that's the big, if, the big if here, Mark. I mean, he 
has shown an ability to do it, but he also has shown an ability to want to go out there and, and do things his own way a little bit. And I think that um, everybody else, having done it to this point, he sees how the team has had success. He's going to see that everyone kind of took his coaching uh, or the coach's advice and done what Mike Sullivan had wanted them to do. So I hope he really buys in. And I think it will help him just come back and pick up where he left off because Kapanen is playing so well. If he can just mesh right back in with him, uh, I think they're going to be just fine. And maybe you can afford to have that line go a little bit off the blueprint if they go out and score some big goals for you. Yeah, but you can't go too far off the blueprint, Mets, because you know that trickles down to the whole lineup. Yeah, everybody will see that and kind of say, hey, we're running gun again here. I mean, that's what used to un- unravel for them all the time in the past. You'd see guys who were very strict, uh, systemic-type guys being acquired at the trade deadline. They would get here to in a trade to Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden they're going to be the wild, run-and-gun Pittsburgh Penguins that play bar burn- barn-burning hockey. I hope that's not the case. I want to see them really stay locked into what they've been doing. It's been so successful. I, I feel like uh, the games against the Capitals, I know they allowed a little bit too much at moments during those games, but really they were so impressive and turned in uh, two solid road performances. And you don't do that unless you're buying into what the coach sells. And I hope Gino takes that message as well. How will the power play do with Gino on the left half wall, which is not where he normally plays. He's taken the McCann spot. McCann was their leader in power play goals on the season, but I do get the notion of putting Gino back on the top unit but how do you think it'll work with Sid on the right half wall and Gino on the left I'd really like the look of of you know the way Sid has played on the power play and Gino's absence in general McCann brought such a great dynamic I don't know how it's going to work with Gino it's going to take a minute I think to see how everything falls back into place but isn't it amazing that just in time for his return they would have this overstretch over a handful of games to justify making the uh, the swap to put Gino right back out there. And you knew they would find a way to do that. It's going to be hard to sell him uh, as being a, a standard on the second unit, so he would get his chance. Now, the big question here is, if it doesn't work right away, will Sullivan go back to, to McCann? I don't know. Where do you think about that, Mark? Do you think he will if it doesn't work with Gino? I think he'll keep the big guys out there and just hope for the best. I think it won't be long till Gino's back on the right half wall. Go back to the old standard, huh? Yeah, I just think that, that Sully's going to do what Gino wants, and Sid has deferred and gone down low. Even though Sid prefers the right half wall, I just think it's going to get back to just how it was. And how it functions, I don't think figures in. I just think it'll it'll go back to like it was. Now, moving on from Gino, Mike Matheson is out. I'm assuming he's concussed from getting that whack in the head. Uh, yeah. It looks like Friedman's going to take his place playing the offside tonight. If uh, Matheson can't go in game one of the playoffs, who goes? I think uh, this will be a good audition for Friedman. We know that Ron Hextall clearly liked him. I mean, he snagged him the first opportunity he could. I talked to a couple guys in Philly when he was acquired, and they said that you know uh, Hextall was always a, a big fan of his game. Maybe some of the teammates up there didn't like him for some reason or another. That was a rumor going around as to why he was getting so uh, physically abused in those games against the Flyers last time that hurt him. But I, I liked what I saw from him in a very small dose. And if he can do well over the course of these four games, you know, two against the Flyers and two against the Sabres, maybe he gets the first kick at the can here. Then, if it doesn't work, I still believe that Chad Ruido is first in line for those minutes because they kept him around for a reason. 
They think that he's a guy that can just come in cold and play in just about any situation in the lineup for them. If that means swapping sides or doing whatever, I think they'll do that. So if Friedman doesn't work out, I think Ruido's the next option. I think I heard you talking a little bit earlier today about POJ. I think that that is probably a third or fourth option, and they're going to hope that you get Matheson back before having to go there. Nothing against POJ because he's very talented, but I just think the playoffs are a different animal for a rookie. I couldn't agree more. We're talking to Brian Metzer here on the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by Gitgo. Uh, what's your take on the way Jari is playing as we near the playoffs? I thought he was great on Saturday, a lot of great saves in a shutout. Then again, we've seen him look like he turned corners before, but then again, this is right before the playoffs. The first playoffs, it should be noted, Mets, where he goes in as the Penguins' number one goalie. I think he's been chomping at the bit for this opportunity. I mean, there's a large contingent of people, and, and myself among them, that, that felt he should have gotten a bigger opportunity last year against the Montreal Canadiens just based on the fact that Matt Murray wasn't playing his best hockey. And I'm not, I'm not hanging that loss on him by any means, but who knows how it goes with the other goaltender getting more than a game. So Jari gets his chance now. I think that there were moments this year where it looked like he wasn't ready to be the guy. But he's really rounded into form as doing that. He's, he's looking big in the net. He's cutting off the angles very well. And to your point, he was so solid uh, going up against, against the Capitals. And for me, the fact that he showed he could win a big road hockey game was, was huge for him. We all know what he's done at PPG Paints Arena. He's been so solid here in Pittsburgh. To get the wins on the road is him turning an even bigger corner. And I think that he's ready to be the guy to backstop this team because they've played so much better in front of him defensively. He's getting the goal support. And if he can make those big saves and hold teams to, you know, two, dare I say even three, the way they're scoring, he'd be in pretty good shape. He showed that in the overtime game the other night. Uh, I, I just like what I've seen from him. He looks confident. He sounds confident. He has almost a little bit of a swagger about him right now, which he didn't have early in the season when he wasn't playing well. Are the Penguins going to finish first, Mets? Is that important? And who would you prefer to see them play in the first round of the playoffs? For me, uh, Jari was a big reason why I was hoping for them to get home ice advantage, uh, at least in the first round, if not beyond. And winning the division would have been awesome for that because he was so good at home, as I pointed to, that I felt if he could come out and get a couple of wins on home ice, that would pad him a little bit if he struggled on the road. If, if he's playing better on the road, I'm not as worried about it because they've always looked like a team that is comfortable playing in just about any building or atmosphere. Especially the so last right now, three or four weeks. They've been a really good road team, and that certainly yeah. applied at Washington. Yes, exactly. And uh, for me, right now, if it means Penn's in Boston in, in the first round, I think I'd be okay with sliding into the number two slot and getting the Islanders. Just because the Bruins, for whatever reason, specifically with Tuka Rask in net, he seems to have mind control over them dating back to 2013. I know the regular season numbers over all of the years aren't necessarily eye-popping for him, but he's just so good against them all the time, and he makes it look so nonchalant. I think that they go into it and not make him work as hard as he would need to, so it's easier for him to post these outstanding performances. So if I can avoid Boston and allow the Capitals and they to beat, beat the heck out of one another in the first round and then you emerge and get the winner of that, that would work well for me. Uh, so I guess I kind of answered your question. I don't want Boston in the first round. I would be okay with either the Caps or Islanders if somehow it would shake out that way based on their regular season success. But I think for right now, if you have to seed the top spot in the division and get yourself the Islanders in round one, I'd be okay with that. 
Well, this just in, Mets, breaking news. The Caps are at the Rangers tonight. Kuznetsov and Samsonov not dressed for disciplinary reasons. So uh, Interesting. Yeah, with Ovi and Carlson, I don't know if they're going to play tonight, but they haven't been. That could really cripple the Capitals against the Rangers team that has played well and I guess still has a mathematical chance to get in the playoffs. Uh, Brian Rust is a great story, isn't he? He's a self-made man. Used to be a borderline. Now he's a first-line what has made him transform like this in just, boy, three years is is maybe a little less? He's just got such a shooter's mentality now, Mark. I love the way he keeps his head up. He can make plays off the rush beautifully. Before, and, and I don't know if you agree with me, but when he first came into the league, he, he was one of those guys that he seemed like he was looking down at the puck and his stick all the time, and he kind of had a one-track mind. He knew what he wanted to do ahead of time, and he kind of stuck with that plan. And if that meant... I'm going to go into the corner and try and spin out with that old Tyler Kennedy shot towards the net. That's what he was going to do. Or he kind of battering ran himself to the goal. But now he just looks so skilled. He can do anything. He can play make. He can get those breakaway goals we just saw the other night. He's one of the faster guys on this team. And to see the way that his skill level has just grown over the years, I don't know if that's uh, a testament to the coaches he's had here in Pittsburgh. That that probably didn't hurt the situation. But uh, I think that Ray Shiro deserves some credit in his staff. I know Tom Fitzgerald was involved in that, of identifying both he and uh, potentially Jake Gensel. I mean, those guys being third-round draft picks to come in and show this kind of pedigree and become the wingers for Sidney Crosby, it's just spectacular for me. And Brian Rust uh, really is an unsung hero on this team. He scores huge goals. He scores goals in bunches. He scores them when it's not necessarily huge. He can just do it in any situation. And for me, he, he's one of the most impressive performers on this team, dating back probably two years. He and Jake Gensel were the leading goal scorers on this team going back to the start of last season. And that's saying something whenever you look at the fact that they have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and so many other talents around them. Real quick, Mets, uh, Jeff Carter, four goals in ten games, and that's after a few real slow games at the start of his Penguin tenure. Is he that good, or is this just a streak? Um, I think that he came in here, Mark, with the right attitude. He's a guy that wants to win. He's won in the past. He appreciated the situation he was coming into. And what I liked was you, you probably heard stories like I did in the past where some of these vets would get here. Brendan Morrow comes to mind. Uh, and he kind of got here and thought it was going to be all fun. I'm going to join the Penguins. And he's out partying in the streets and going to the bar every night. And uh, I, I know people probably don't like to hear that. But it kind of happened from what I understand. Jeff Carter doesn't strike me as that. He strikes me as a guy that came here to try and win a Stanley Cup, maybe a couple of them. He knows what's on the line. He knows Sidney Crosby's reputation. He knows how all business he is. And he seems to have that exact same attitude. His, his leadership meshes, seems to mesh well with the group that they have here. And he has just been solid in every facet of the game. And what I think is underscored is his ability in the faceoff circle, Mark, is really going to help them even more than any goals he scores. But he started to chip in in that way as well. The shot he made against Rask the other night was beautiful. It was uh, one of those perfectly placed things right off the far post and in. I like his ability to do that. I even like the goal he scored the other night even more because it was just a hard-working goal. He beat Jim Dowd in the faceoff. He beat him then to the net, and he was there to kind of kick it in uh, in a way that got it approved and, and on the scoreboard. So he, he's done a lot of un- intangible things, but he's done a lot of tangible things as well. And I think he is one of the sneakiest uh, and best acquisitions of the trade deadline of all the big names that moved around this year. Matt's great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. You too, Mark. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed the talk.
That's Brian Metzer here on the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by Gitgo. I want your calls now, but only about hockey. Ask Mark anything about the Penguins or about hockey. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'm one of a kind on the radio. Thank you for being the best damn radio host in Pittsburgh. It's a family affair. The X at 105.9. Time now to talk some hockey here on the Hockey Night Show, brought to you by GitGo. Got a line open, got a few filled, so let's call now. 412-333-WXDX. We've got about, what, four minutes? You can jam something in. I've often jammed something in in four minutes. Let's go to Wayne in Brantford, Ontario. Wayne, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up, man? So, uh, do you think that they'll ever extend a contract to Yogg or like maybe a Thurman Thomas type of one-day deal? What? What's the point of that? To retire his number. Uh, they don't have to do that to retire Yags's number. He, I, I don't think they'll retire his number unless he comes back to do it. I've not been told that, but why would they? Why would you retire his number unless he comes back and helps you have a ceremony? And at that point, they might not be that good. Maybe, a, you know, pop a house, sell some tickets. PR stunt. No, it's not a PR stunt. I think Yager's very borderline to have his number retired within the context of what they've used as criteria to retire a number here in Pittsburgh, which is you've got to be the best player of all time. Yeah, or dead. Second high scorer of all time. Thank you. Yeah, he stuck around. I mean, I'm not diminishing Yags, but see, I would just retire Lemieux's number and Crosby's number. They already retired Briere's number because he passed away after his rookie season. For me, that'd be it. But if you want to retire Yager, then you got to retire Malkin. And where do you stop? Radim Zahorna. How about we retire your number? Seriously, if if you you know, look at the Montreal Canadiens. They've retired all these numbers, and they're the most decorated hockey team of all time, but they've retired all these numbers. Now all their players wear numbers in the 50s and 60s and 70s. It looks like a friggin' roller hockey team. It looks ridiculous. Let's go to Fred and Beaver. Fred, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Good day, Mark. What up? Hey, uh, two, two, uh, comment and a question. Number one, I still hate the Broadway Street Bullies, number one. It's and Broad Street, two, not Broadway so Street. Broadway Street Bullies, correct? No, it's Broad Street Bullies. The arena is located on Broad Street in Philadelphia. Yep, you've been there more than me. But anyhow, the second thing about the Pens and Malkin, what do you, I'm, I'm going to make this statement and listen to your comment. Between the Pens and Malkin, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What do you think about that? I have no idea next. what that means. What do you mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Well, they're doing good now, so now you're going to put a guy in who's... No, you want to put him in. You want to put him in. You just I mean, you got to put him in. He's a great player. He was playing great before he got hurt. You just want him to adhere to the system. Yes, correct. We'll see if that happens. Thanks, Mark. We will see if that happens. But what are you going to do, not play him? Let's go to Frank on the road. Frank, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M, how's it going? What's up? Hey, uh, do you think they're going to put the... When Malkin comes back tonight, they're going to put the same line, second line back together with Zucker and Kapanen? I would expect it's Malkin with Kapanen and either McCann or Zucker, yes. All right, thanks for the question. Thanks for the answer. Bye. And thank you for the question. All right, get ready, because coming up next is the Penguin Network pregame show, and after that, the Penguins and Flyers. Hear all the action right here on 105.9 to X.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 